Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Panda Bears Escape. Also, the V-Team takes a look at worsening Alabama prisons. And we need Alabama solutions to Alabama problems. You did not. Now, let's get one thing quite clear. <laughs> I most definitely told you. You did not. Yes, I did. You did not. Yes, I did. Didn't. Yes, I did. Didn't. Yes, I did. Look, this is an argument. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's just contradiction. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It is not. It is. <laughs> Alabama solutions, baby. That's what we got. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by attorney at law and Democratic operative, Beth Clayton. Hello, hello. Susan Britt. Words cannot describe. Yeah. <laughs> and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist for APR. Welcome all. Oh, how are you? How is everybody? You know, Susan, you wear so many hats. I know, I know. <laughs> and once I shut up, I realized you'd prefer it that way. Uh, but anyway, welcome all. Uh, interesting. You know, we, we've been talking a little bit about <clears throat> the word bipartisan is not something that you hear very often anymore. It's we reach a solution, even if it's Democrat and Republican. One of the things that Kay Ivey has said, whether you love her or hate her, she has said when addressing policy initiatives, mostly Beth, that we, we, we have Alabama problems and we need Alabama solutions. I have to agree with that because I think best policy for a state is homegrown. I think best policy for a city is homegrown. I think it's better that way. But we have national policies now. We have two parties that insist on a top-down management style. So it's very difficult to get things done. Kay Ivey did it with the gas tax, mm -hmm. but kind of give me your thought and give us all your thoughts on, is there a chance for anything such as an Alabama solution to Alabama problems anymore? Um, you know, I think so. And I think Alabama Democrats have been trying to do it. I mean, we, there have been times when we've put forth plans that have been the Republicans' idea, and they still shoot it down because I think the only thing the Alabama GOP hates worse than bipartisanship is bisexuality. Like, that's, they just can't, they can't get their head around it. Well, I wasn't expecting um, that one to come out. <laughs> but no, I mean, I have some evidence about, is that not true. About, though, I mean, even to take it onto a national <coughs> level, Obamacare was a Heritage Foundation idea. You slap Obama's name on it, and all of a sudden they hate it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how we get to an Alabama solution when one side is hell-bent on not doing anything if the other side thinks it's a good idea. Well, I mean, Josh, the Democrats give the Republicans cover on some mm -hmm. some issues that they need to do, and uh, they get little in return. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, first of all, I think the term Alabama solution is probably like a national punchline. Uh, that's, when the thing, that's when things go bad. That was the Alabama solution. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think that you're right. You know, and you heard a lot 
uh, back when Walt Maddox was making a run for, for governor of, of Republicans who would privately say, man, I sure hope that Walt wins so we could we could do some things and we could blame the Democratic governor on yeah. this stuff and yeah. we could pass some taxes that we need to pass and get some things really pushed through that we could do or not do some of the stupid crap that we're going to have to do to pander to everybody yeah. and to try to out-pander the other Republicans because we can say, well, yeah, you know, we'd love to do it, but the Democratic governor wouldn't do it for yeah. us. And yeah. so uh, you're right. The, the Democrats have given a lot of cover to some folks here. It would be nice if every now and then, you know, some folks work together and maybe pass a solution that didn't benefit the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, but benefited the people. But I have to say for the Democrats, too, I know last session there were several bills that went through that the Democrats said, okay, we'll vote with you as long mm -hmm. as we come back and readdress these issues later, mm -hmm. only to go, go ahead and pass that, that piece of legislation to be, yeah. have the door slammed in their face after it was over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, if I were, we if I were, Medicare expansion right now. If Medicare. I were our yeah. minority leader, that would have happened one time. I'm like, no, next time, if y'all want our vote on this, mm -hmm. we're voting on our thing first, and y'all are going to put your money where your mouth well, is. It seems to me these days, and I could be wrong, because any anything that seems moderate or that seems to be acceptable to generally most people, mm -hmm is considered either too right or too left or too something. You cannot, you, everything has to be labeled. I mean, I got an email from this joker mm -hmm. who said, well, nobody watches your show. And I thought, well, you do. I guess you're the nobody <laughs> that watches it. He said, and your liberal ideas are out of step because 95% of Alabamians are conservative. Well, I don't know why those Democrats who vote Democrat uh -huh. are conservative? Are they just trying to fool I mean, us? Forty-something percent of them. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah I, they're forty, forty-five percent or so that uh, people are apparently just uh, really conservative and voting the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know, maybe they can't read. I don't. Know. Well, uh, and, and the other thing that astounded me is he said he was willing, he was, he was, he was ready to go to war, potentially kill other Americans who didn't agree. Liberals, and that is very, very disturbing. I mean, I, I've got <coughs> several emails like that, so I may be getting one. Dead cross. Because you get them from time to time. It's, e they, it's uh, easy to confuse crazy. Where they're ready, it really ready to kill down. people. A lot of crazy people that email us all. So uh, yeah. You know, but I th mean, there are good ideas out there, yes. is the point. And, that is right. And there are good ideas that would service a lot of people. Yep. And I think that we lose uh, a lot of ground here by attaching labels to it. Yep. And, and everybody's guilty, not just the politicians. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of people that, that would benefit greatly <laughs> from, say, uh, Bernie Sanders idea. You know, if you look at if, if you look at some of his ideas, I'm not advocating for Bernie Sanders. It's not my favorite guy or anything else. But I'm saying if you look at his ideas, there are probably a lot of people in this state who would benefit greatly from them, right. much more so than the conservative ideas that are out there. But they shoot it down immediately because eh, it's Bernie the socialist. Well, Bernie drives me crazy. But I, and we, yeah. we, we needed more time on this next issue. We're going to have to jump on it real quick. Susan, Steve Marshall has oh, said yeah. that he opposes the most modest marijuana legislation in the, probably in the nation. It, it's very modest, but he's against it because he's thinking that people are gonna get addicted to marijuana and it's gonna be like the opioid crisis. Well, now I wanna know why I went to law school and not to medical school. Uh, Did he go to law school? <laughs> and you remind me, some really crazy people have passed the bar I could sure. do it too. But yet, you know, opioids, mar medical marijuana, 
Not in the same class. No. I'm sorry. They're no. just not. Also, it's just not addictive, guys. Come on. Like, let's just be real about this. Nobody's getting addicted to marijuana and breaking into houses to buy more weed. It's not no, a thing no. that you know, the, It's not something you have withdrawals from. No, it is not. Psychologically, you can't. It depends yeah. by what do you mean by addiction, yeah, you, right? You, you, there's no physical addiction to marijuana. Right. I mean, there's a psychological addiction to it. But to... There were 47,000 people who died from opioids in, in 2017. There have been zero people ever to die from marijuana over. There have been a lot of people who zero. thought they might have died yeah. because they got too high. But yeah. it, you know. Well, you know, we've got a couple of <laughs> seconds. really happy about A couple it. of seconds here. <clears throat> if we can alleviate the pain and suffering of people that need it, mm -hmm. why wouldn't we do it? Alcohol is much more dangerous and addictive, Steve, than marijuana. But anyway, we're going to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. When we come back, we're going to take another look at prison deaths in Alabama. What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success plus. Go for it. Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, playing the game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a head on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Alabama politics. Josh, a report came out this past week that projects that if the situation with pardons and paroles stays the way it is right now, mm -hmm. our prison population will increase by almost 4,000 this year, simply because there's only two ways to stop overcrowding. How many people do you put in? Mm -hmm. How many people do you let out? Mm -hmm. No matter how big the prison is, that's where it comes down to. Mm -hmm. They're not letting people out. Yeah, this is uh, one of those Alabama solutions, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about earlier. Well, I where, knew I was going to regret bringing that up. <laughs> where we, where we, uh, we, I don't think we, we know how math works. Uh, but, yeah, look, this, this well, has been Don't something. forget to account for the ones who are going to die while they're incarcerated. Right. True. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, 
<coughs> you know, th this started, the problem with pardons and paroles started uh, with a very real problem that was brought up by Daryl Bailey. Right. Uh, and, and there were there were some folks that were let out who should not have been let out, who then committed some crimes almost immediately. <coughs> anyone who took a good hard look at their at their life in prison would have been able to guess that these folks were probably not reformed. Uh, right. You know, they had some issues there. That doesn't mean you go and shift all the way to the other side, which is what we've done here, and just decided we're not going to let out anybody right. anymore. Now, there are there we've set these standards uh, for a reason here, and we do we have parole for a reason, and there are people who have been rehabilitated prior to their sentences being up. And there are people who we could let out right now today, and we're pretty confident they probably wouldn't commit any further crimes. Uh, you know, so you, this is a problem that we have, and we too often go this other way and think that there's just a right or a left uh, response to this, or a good or a bad response to it. And I think that's the problem that we're having here with this now. Well, and I, I agree. I mean, again, we have to have pardons and paroles to do their job and not these knee-jerk reactions where we're just letting nobody out. Mm -hmm. uh, Beth, you brought up something that's very, I think, very important, is that, you know, people are getting murdered in prison. Mm -hmm. On New Year's Eve, to cap off 2019, we had the 14th homicide in Alabama prisons that they've let us know about. I mean, we had to chase that story down for weeks before they would actually admit that there was another homicide in Holman Prison. Right. I mean, it's it's unheard of. And these are, you know, these are Eighth Amendment issues. And these are these kind of issues are why the federal government is breathing down our necks to get our prisons under control. And, you know, I think a lot of this is you've got a, a guard to prisoner ratio that is just unconscionable. And I don't know how these guys are expecting women are expected to go in at, you know, eight, ten bucks an hour and get in the middle of a prison fight. I mean, good grief. What would you do if you were in the middle of it? I mean, not get in that. I'm, not I'm, right. I'll, yeah, but, I'll mop up the blood for eight dollars an hour. But, but I mean, that's, you know, some of the ones that some of the prisons that we've toured, it, it doesn't matter. You know, you got 300 men in a room. You got two two COs at the mm -hmm. front. You can't see past the first cot, much less see somebody getting beaten mm -hmm. in the back of the room because there's not enough correctional officers in yeah. there. You're going to have to solve it through a bunch of different ways. And, and I know that they're up against it from a money standpoint, and, and I understand that. And I understand that there's not a, a lot of public will to fix the thing here, but you're going to have to do it. And, and if you want to solve a bunch of the problems, you're going to have to throw some money at it, and you're going to have to pay the correctional officers a decent living wage and give them some benefits and some there retirement benefits. There you go with your benefits. Bernie ideas. I know, again. I know. But but if you want to stop these people from taking uh, contraband in, if you want, to, you want to actually get them in there to stop the fights and do some things, you're going to have to give them a, a job with a pay that they don't want to lose, that they're fearful of losing. Right, right. Well, the thing is, and that is a miserable job, and the pay mm -hmm. is lousy. The only upside is a if you're actually good yeah. at it, you can climb the ladder yeah. and, and, and do something. But the problem is the pay, starting pay is so terrible. I mean, they've raised it recently, but it, I had one, one uh, CO look at me one time. He said, he said, Brett, I'm the one in prison. He said, I volunteer to be in prison 8 to 15 hours if they pay me overtime because I need the paycheck. Yeah. And listen, mm -hmm. this is not... Andy Dufresne in red ain't walking through the no, door over no. there. You know what I mean? This is not, you know, Shawshank. Yeah. Uh, so it, this is these are real life uh, problems that they have, and these guys go in every day, yep. and they're fearful for their lives, mm -hmm. and rightfully so. Yep. I mean, look what's happening in the prison. Yep.
Well, it, it is time. You know, I think uh, Senator Cam Ward, uh, Representative Judge Jim Hill, mm -hmm. some other smart people, Governor Ivey, Commissioner Dunn, they are trying to fix these problems, Susan. It just is not going fast enough. It's not going fast enough, and there's so many of them. There's so many different areas to address. They're not from, trying. From the housing. They're not trying. They're not trying to fix it. You, you it, don't look. It, we've it, reported. No, it circles back though to the pardons and parole <coughs> too. Of like you've got people in prison taking up a bed because they wrote a bad check or yeah. because they got caught for the third time with weed in their pocket. Let those people go about their lives and get jobs and be productive, and let's move on and keep the people. If, if they were trying to fix it. We would have press release after press release after press release of things that they've done. They've released nothing, and we've had to chase down every single thing that they've well, done. Well, that's true. And, that's and, true. And, and the majority of it have been things to skirt the rules and to get underneath it by hiring people that aren't really COs and, and doing things that are nonsense. Oh, I thought that was rain. The black cloud moved in so quickly. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> hey, reality, baby, reality. <laughs> well, you Josh know, we've come a ways really. from the lock them up and throw away the key mentality. But one of the reasons you can never get traction on this stuff is because the lock them up and throw away the key crowd doesn't understand mm -hmm. that we cannot treat human beings like we would treat garbage. But lock yeah. them up and throw away the key. People need to go see the facilities, and if for nothing else, have, keep in mind yep. the correctional officer that's having to be in this situation. Well, you know, it's not only that, though, Susan. It's the the, the lock them up, throw away the key crowd. There's an amendment they really like, right? They really like number two. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, four, five, six, seven, eight all deal with our criminal justice system. Well, six, I think it doesn't. One of them is civil. Anyway, point is our criminal justice system and how we treat people when they don't follow the rules of society. So if you like your constitution, you really like safe prisons. Yeah, but we like the constitution when the NRA has lied mm -hmm. and there's been so much propaganda that somebody's coming to take your gun away. I own guns. I am not worried about someone taking my gun away. It is just they're sold the bill of goods and they believe that this is actually going well, to happen. Well, and the other and problem what, is that people love the part of the Constitution that they want to love. They don't read the rest of it. All right. Well, it's like the Bible. You know, you can pick and choose, but you're probably wrong. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back with some more news and opinions. You're watching The V. A lot can change in five years, except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill, because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled, five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. 
the Energy Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy, create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state, from convenient energy production to alternative fuels to solar power and beyond. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Well, we had a lull, and then this past week, just all heck broke loose, and the panda bears escaped their cages. They're out in full force. Bradley Byrne came out this past week and criticized anybody of color he could think of that might have a weird-sounding name. Uh, and, and Susan, you know, it, it, what? it's weird. Weird sounding name. Weird sounding name, you know. Ilan, Ilan, is it Ilan Omar? Ilan Omar. Omar and Colin Kaepernick. 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 That's what I told you, it's a weird sounding name. Uh, I had a Colin Kaepernick one time. All today. good Americans? Yeah, yeah. Was that and, in theater and, and school or was that when you lived in New York? But not somebody that uh, is loved in Alabama. But none of these people have anything to do with Alabama, Susan. So why is Bradley Byrne all of a sudden concentrating on people of color who may not be loved in Alabama? Well, mainly because uh, he's slipping in the polls, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I've come to become convinced that the problem with Bradley these days, as opposed to the Bradley we used to know, is that he's put on an Edgar suit. You know, for Men in Black. Oh, for Men in Black, yeah. Men in Black. Is it that it's, you know, the things that he's doing and things that are coming out of his mouth, it's just... Nothing I Instead ever knew. Instead of eating sugar like Edgar, he's spewing venom. Exactly, right? yeah. I mean, uh, Beth, do we really need to get that far into the gutter these days to win elections? You shouldn't have to. I mean, this stuff's just blatantly racist. It's ridiculous. And, you know, I, I don't understand why... Bradley Byrne can't tell us the accomplishments he's had in the House and his plans to lead in the Senate, why he's having to go down this rabbit hole, except for that, you know, as Josh said, you know, when we were in prep for the show, because he thinks Alabamians are too stupid to actually listen to what he has to say. Well, you know, I think it's interesting. Stanley Adair, who's running for... Who? The Who is? Who? I didn't know Stanley Adair was. Stanley Adair. <laughs> Stanley Adair is running for Senate. He's, he's running against Bradley Byrne. And I will ask again. Jeff but, like, who is that? Who the is Stanley Adair? <laughs> he's a very nice guy. You he's don't know who he is no either. Track. You don't have, you don't <laughs> know you have no idea who this guy is. Pick him out of the lineup with a beat. <laughs> No idea. Well, he, he, him he anyway. came out and attacked everybody. Oh, of course he, he did. Nobody knows who he is. You can do it from the shadows. It was fantastic. I loved how he just absolutely just blew everybody up this week. But but anyway, right now it looks like Tuberville Sessions, uh, it's their race to lose. Uh, Bradley's dead a distant third. Even with his burning cross fire commercial that he had. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's just not working. All the people I mean, color. look, this has worked mm -hmm. for for decades. Mm -hmm. I mean, George Wallace, who was a progressive, lost his first race because he was not racist. Enough. And, and enough. he became the George and Wallace became, that everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, it does work. Uh, it shouldn't work, but it does because we're playing to people's fears, the fear of the other 
fear of the unknown and all that. You know who's right. looking better and better to me right now, though, is Doug Jones. Because, you know, like, not he only... Not only is he doing like not racist nonsense, but he has, you know, my phone does not ring 800 times a day with telemarketers Thank calling you. me and robocalls, and that is because of Senator Jones. And if that doesn't win him re-election, I don't know what. Well, we're if he were a Republican, he would be sliding into to that seat like it was yeah, for built, life. built for yeah. him. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for because life. we can't see the difference between a good senator mm -hmm. and a Republican senator. You know, just because they're a Democrat doesn't make them bad just because a Republican does not. Like we were talking about good. the first of the show. Yeah. And, and, of course, Doug Jones has passed more bar bipartisan legislation. There you go with that dirty word again. Well, there you go. Can't yeah, have that. It's, listen, if you wanted somebody to actually do the job, it's pretty apparent who you would who you would vote for. Well, he's okay. done a great job. Nobody can point at his record. All they can mm -hmm. is make up stuff about impeachment, and they make up stuff about him. I mean, Terry Lathan can make up the best, best stuff ever that she tweets out, but it's oh, made yeah. up, you know, mm -hmm. it's just over the top stuff. But this week, uh, something happened. Uh, the Farmer's Pack, which is the <clears throat> campaign arm of Alpha, endorsed Jeff Coleman for District uh, 2. Did he pay them with his top lip? Like, what happened <laughs> to it? Why do y'all say such mean things? You're as bad as Trump. No, I'm yeah. just, no, because Trump criticizes women, I criticize men. I'm equalizing the playing field Okay, here. Jeff is a... Only it, lying through his teeth. <laughs> Jeff's a wealthy businessman from the Dothan area. He is running against Barry Moore and... Uh, Troy King. And Troy King and 35 other people. Yeah, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but those are the, the top ones, you know. Uh, Troy King has... Has uh, has a great not name ID. Has won that district many many times. Barry Moore likewise has won two elections down there. Uh, Josh, it's really going to come down to I think these three characters uh, and who can put up the best face to uh, to uh, take that seat, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, we're back to the. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, and there is a uh, you know there there is a Democratic candidate that that would be there you know depending on who wins the primary. But uh, it's a. Um, I don't like any of them. So, I mean, I just don't. Well, there you go. Alpha, Alpha is the first people I found to say something nice about Coleman, so yeah. I'm just glad to see somebody's on. Well, you know, uh, I've talked to him several times. Nice guy, uh, Troy King. We've known for a long, 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 long time. Troy King is always. Uh, yeah, I don't dislike Troy. I think Troy has done okay. done a good job when he was AG. You know, some may argue that's not a lot true, of name recognition there. <clears throat> but I don't think there are any bad candidates. I think they're just candidates. Well, maybe they are, but there's 35 of them. How would I know? Could Stanley Adair could be running there, too? Uh, you know, the thing is, we're going to vote in the next, uh, this next... Uh, in March. March. In March. March 3rd. And I don't know that people are actually even paying attention yet. I, I think, think there's there's so much. I think I mean I find myself getting overwhelmed, and it's my job to know what's going on. And so if I'm overwhelmed, your average moderate information voter has to be overwhelmed right now. Um, so I'll make it easy. Just bubble the little D on the ballot, and you're yeah. good to go. Um, but no, I mean I think it's just it's information overload, and too too many people yelling in echo chambers. You know, it's but let me make it simple. All right, go go to everybody's website. You know, just go and search for their website. Go to their website and look for their actual solutions to problems. And if you don't find any solutions to problems on their website, which they have all the time in the world to create, then they don't have a solution to the problems. Right. Vote for the person who has the best solution to your problems. That's right. 
And I, I would encourage people to vote their conscience and based on the information that they have and not on the letter behind their name. Right? And it is or a secret ballot. Either. Your neighbors can't tell who you voted That's for. That's right. Vote who exactly. All right, we're going to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them. <laughs>